Please, yes. Um, one of the things that I struggle with kind of off and on is how to uh, how to integrate sort of knowledge of all the environmental things that are happening in our world and sort of all the crises that we seem to be facing and how to um, kind of live my life in the face of all those things. Um, even though it seems like the situation is so dire and it seems like it the changes that need to take place are sort of beyond our political systems and beyond our leaders and beyond ourselves to make those changes. Um, so I find myself struggling with that a lot and thinking about, well, how can I enjoy my life on a daily basis? How can I just enjoy the regular pleasures of life um, with the knowledge that all these things are happening uh, and that if not my kids and my grandkids may be living in a world that's radically different in a, in, a, in a worse way than the world that we have for ourselves today? It's a very important question, and I think it's something that more and more and more and more people are actually wrestling with. And I don't have a magic wand for this one, you know? Because if it's not a, an intellectual process, it's a somatic one. We're getting it on a physical level that the situation that we're dealing with as a people on a planet is at a crisis level. Okay? But what I can say is it absolutely does not help to be depressed, to be cynical, to be sarcastic, or to sell yourself short. Okay? It absolutely does help to spend as much time as possible being peaceful and calm and happy and joyous and kind, okay? And so with that kind of basic recipe, then what is needed is to figure out how is it possible then to, in the face of what appears to be impossible dilemmas, do we navigate where we're neither denying what we see to be true nor collapsing into it, okay? And that, again, requires coming back to fundamental truths of that there needs to be a basic sense of goodness as a, as, as a basis from which any kind of heart opening or spiritual practice can evolve. We know that our intelligence is maximized when we're feeling relaxed, when we're feeling healthy, and we're feeling positive. Okay? So any kind of collaborative decision-making process that we engage in will be supported by our own health and well-being. And so if we are interested in dealing with some of the kind of global issues that we are having to face right now, we have got to start with ourselves. We cannot exempt ourselves from that equation and think that we're not important. We have our own self as the only real resource that we have access to. And then together we can work collaboratively with other people to begin to carve out a corner or a piece or a, you know, an aspect or a, a something. Yeah. The healthier we are, emotionally and physically and spiritually, the more we have to contribute. It absolutely is not to our advantage 
to move in directions that increases our sense of anxiety, our sense of depression, our sense of despondency. It absolutely does nothing for us to do that. And so one then needs to figure out the kind of right ratio of how much information can you tolerate and keep the thing opening in a healthy way. And different people are going to have different volumes on the information knob in response to their own capacity and response to their changing capacity as different things come through. All right? Does that help? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think through that, I mean, I think sometimes we don't realize how much um, actually um, opportunity we have to actually change it in our daily lives. And so, you know, I would say, do you like, you know, there's little things that we can do, like, say, in like a shower. It doesn't mean very much, but really, truly, if you get in the shower, just put the water, wet yourself, turn it off, Soap yourself, do it again. They're all tiny little things, but you know, it, it does make a difference. And if there's millions of us doing it, you do are helping. Or, you know, how we look at, how we eat, how we waste things. It all helps a little bit. You know, we all do have a lot of ways that we can change it. And you know, our kids see it and they do it too. And you know, our neighbor, everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think we can do it. We can change. Yes. Yeah. One thing that came to mind, one thing that resonated with me that you said was the consciousness of every action thought. Um, I've been uh, recovering from being very ill, and there's not a lot of extra energy to waste. So there is a lot of consciousness. You make decisions. And um, finding a space where you can very um, objectively observe um, your relationship to things around you and to really sense whether something is really necessary is a, a gift. It's a huge gift. Um, because things fall away very quickly, you know, and it's, um, I think the consciousness is something that um, can help bring forward a much larger transformation societally, but it's unfortunate, I think, that so few are reminded of the need for it all the time, you know, and I didn't think I was unconscious before this happened. <laughs> I just, now I'm much more <laughs> conscious than I ever thought, um, So, you know, suffering for many of us is a gateway for waking up. And so, you know, we're we're all getting pushed. And so whether it's the individual experience of illness that actually is an opportunity for seeing things in a way we haven't seen before, or whether it's, as you were talking about, global concerns which are impacting, there's a pressure, and that pressure is inviting waking up. And so we can choose to use the pressure to wake up or we can choose to use the pressure to freak out. And that's, on some level, a choice. Yeah. 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 I relate to the six fixations. So 
screening for the negative is one of the things that happens for me. As a, I'm, not, I'm not a six, but you know, that, that somewhat describes my personality. So uh, I really appreciate uh, the most potent way of the story that you ended with. So incredibly touching to me, and it helps me see how my cynicism can get kind of solid. Um, and you talked it throughout your talk. You sort of punctuated it with this um, idea of you know what is it that we're choosing to notice or bring consciousness to? Um, you know the generosity that we can be in this space, the beauty, the just where do I put my attention? Mm-hmm. Is it on my values or is it on the you know, information that's spinning around out there? And I'm refusing to go on Facebook. So I'm holding out. <laughs> but I held out for joining her group. Um, <laughs> I'll be your friend, but not on Facebook. Um, <laughs> I, but I refuse to learn about the Enneagram for a lot of years, too. And then I, I don't need it. Um, I'm worried about you with the cell phone. You work it out. Um, She's she's got the best boundaries of anyone I have ever met. Far none. Well, maybe there's a book in that that you can write about. Um, Seriously, this is one of my biggest dilemmas. Mm -hmm. I'm a single mother of a toddler, and I'm old and perimenopausal. (laughs) (laughs) It's really a very treacherous combination. And it, I really relate. You know, where can I save time? Oh, if I just wouldn't answer those emails. That's the only place I can figure out where I can save, you know, energy. But I was so touched by your story. Because I work a lot with kids and some of disabled kids. And a lot of kids aren't very nice. And there are those kids. Those kids existed. And the, just the heartfulness of that picture to say, I'm taking a, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, yes. And everybody, it was a collective heart. I like mm-hmm. yeah. Such, I wish that I had that recorded. I would love to share that story. Yeah. I know. I it wish recorded. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, yeah. you get it. Great. <laughs> and I'm, I will go to that website. So thank you so much. Any other questions? Not looking like it. But um, should we break and have some tea, or should I tell you a few minutes about my project? What should I do? Project? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll speak for a few minutes about my project, and then we'll have nummies. Um, Terry introduced saying that I have been connected to these monasteries for 20 years, and just recently I'm back in the States intending to start a training monastery for women initially. I have, I have quite a vision. It's not just for women initially. Eventually, I, I see it as being a mixed community. But because of the way things unfold, there would have to be a very strong community of women very grounded and very clear about their own confidence and who they are as nuns in order to be able to navigate that territory of interfacing because the tradition for the last... 2,500 years has been off balance and it, I think we're also on the tail end of about 10,000 years of the same pattern and, and, and so it's just it's very easy for women to hand their power over and resent it it's very easy for 
men to do things with power that don't work for us. And so the idea is, is to create a training monastery for women initially. And then to begin to look at the ways in which the essential teachings in the Dhammavinya of this tradition can work and fit into a contemporary society. So one of the things that I'm interested in exploring, for example, is, is that in a traditional monastic context in the monastery, the monks or the nuns are the only people who give Dhamma talks. And in the 20 years that I've been in the monastery, or in the 30 years that this community has existed in the West, that has always been the case. There has never once been a case where a layperson has given a Dhamma talk in front of the monastic community. Okay? The retreat center is a different story. But in this society, where you've got already 30, 40, 50 years of, of lay practitioners, many of them are accomplished teachers in their own right, having absolute black and white boundaries with things like that just doesn't make any sense. So I'm interested in an exploration of the way the teachings, the essential teachings, the essential Dhammavinya, can be brought forward into a contemporary culture that supports awakening, that's congruent with harmlessness, and that's, that is for everyone's benefit. And I'm very much at kind of networking level. You know, so like I came to, to the Bay Area and I don't have a network. You know, Terry has been the network. And I, I have to hand it to Terry. She's a phenomenal organizer, communicator, and networker. But even for somebody as gifted as Terry is, this has been really a challenge. Because there isn't a network of people to help support with transport, with meals, with organizing, with follow through, with, you know, with posting, with, you know, helping come and set up and all the rest of it and things. She's carried it entirely herself. I'm so happy you're all here. (laughs) I hope I'll see some of you again. But what's needed for me at this point is networking. You know, people who feel an interest in what I'm doing to begin to say, okay, I'm interested, I'd like to know more, where can I sign up, how can I help, what can I do, what can I offer, kinds of things. Because I am not going to be able to do this by myself. That is absolutely clear. Yeah. And already there are people who are interested to come and train. And before I can do that, I need to have some ground where I can do that in. And What's just become apparent in the last very, very short while is with my dad being so sick, I'm just going to need to really focus on that. And so Mm -hmm. I can't be doing everything at once, Mm -hmm. and I need some time just to focus on that. Mm -hmm. But when I I have attended to that and walked with him on that journey, then I'm going to need a place. Mm -hmm. And in order to have a place, I need a network of people to support that. Okay, And at the moment... I don't, what I have is a few incredibly good-hearted people who, in Colorado Springs, and a whole bunch of people who don't have a clue in the world about what monastics need or how to support them or how to actually put an organization together. So it's like, you know, maybe slightly out of diaper stage, but like not much past that, you know. And so, you know, if you're interested, then let it be known. You know, there's a, there's, a, there's a sign-up sheet to write your name and your email to get updates, and there's ways of plugging in and helping out, and, and we'll just see how things unfold. Mm-hmm.